Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, the prodigal son returns. It's Sarge. It's me. I'm back. There was maybe a week where I didn't have to be gone, but, you know, it's kind of uh, nice to get away from the darkness for a little while. Yes. And the mysterious L. Wahoo! Hello, my beautiful babies! It's me, L! <laughs> Just, and and I, I'm giving it more than Chris Pratt did. Yes! Where's my check? Where's my fucking check, Nintendo of America? Yeah, come on, Nintendo. You really, you really screwed the pooch on this one. Dude, I'm so cheap. That's <laughs> my name. Give me in the booth. I'll do it for fifty grand in exposure. Let's go. Outside yeah. oh, no. of the pod, L was telling me how much he's ready to sell out to Wizards of the Coast. So, uh, oh yeah, I'm the, dude, I am not moving off of that position. I think that that shit is wild. If if anybody wants to fight with L on Twitter, you come at me about my my opinions regarding Open Gaming License One Point One, aka closing the book on a twenty year chapter of Wizards of the Coast, giving a bunch of people an opportunity to make a bunch of money for free, and all those people now complaining. Uh, wah wah. Anyway, <laughs> but, but aside from that, which I'm sure is like a hot take that everybody will hate me for, which is fine. That's what I'm here for. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping up top before we get into our uh, juicy bushy. Uh, hey, listeners. This is a call to action for you, but the sort of call to action that you should actually listen to, because I'm not trying to <laughs> shill or sell you anything. If you ever notice any sort of audio quality issues with the podcast, you have to tell us. I do not listen to the podcast I perform on every week, because why the fuck would I? <laughs> I, I met a very dear friend at the event I was at this week who listens to the podcast every week. It was just saying, hey, sometimes you guys have some audio issues. And I was just like, well, I would have no way of knowing that because I don't listen to the show every week. I record the show every week, and before that, I do a meeting for the show every week, and that is where my week is done. Read the show. So please, it, like we, we do want to make the show better. So if you ever notice any sort of audio issues, for the love of God, tell Mike. He's at Poker Politics on Twitter. He's got a huge install base, and he's, he's on there. He's fucking addicted to it. Every time I go out to dinner with the man, he's glued to his phone. He loves that Twitter until we find something better. So please, tell him if you ever encounter any audio issues, and we'll do our damnedest to fix them. Yeah, we we both were like, we got that feedback and we're like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess we should listen more often, but also. No, that's yeah. never going to happen. Why, <laughs> why would I listen to my own hilarious jokes? If I wanted to listen to my own hilarious jokes, I would just make new ones and tell them to myself out loud in solitude, like a creep, and then laugh at them like a crazy person. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. That is... I, I I gotta hate listening to myself, which is the main reason why I like go over the podcast and send it. But sometimes I don't listen to it all the way. I completely acknowledge that there's possibilities that there's audio troubles. And every now and then people will just message me. They'll be like, hey, the podcast that got uploaded was like last week's or something like that. And I'll be like, oh crap, and I'll have to get on that. So like, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. and for anybody who is who has pointed it out in the past or is going to point it out in the future, we really do thank you. Like yes. genuine actual appreciation for both listening yes. and taking a little bit of time out of your day to let us know how we could be doing better. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I can't stress this enough. 
we most of the time we do not listen to our own show. So yeah. if there's an issue, we need to know from you, our audience. Yeah, and it, yeah. it makes us a professional, but we never claim to be professional. So, yeah. and and, uh, and, I, and I'm the complaints department. So just come to me, and I'll. I got. I got. I, I, I have. I'm where the, the the audio is is saved. So I'm the one who has to go and try to fix it if possible. Yeah, you're also the person with like you know. 15,000 Twiller followers or ever compared to my like mighty 400. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my powerful 400 followers, uh, almost all, if not all of which are also following you. So it's just like, <laughs> no, nobody gives a shit about L outside of the podcast and as well, they shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so, Cause I am not an expert on anything except for Kraken wise. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, fucking enough of that horseshit. Let's, let's get to our first boosh. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. I'm going to do these out of order so I can make this very inappropriate joke up top. Let me clear my throat a bit. Diamonds aren't forever. (laughs) Did did diamond die or did silk die? Because it was silk and diamond, right? Yes, it was Diamond and Silk, and Diamond was the one that uh, has passed on. Yes. Diamond she... is the one who has passed on, which leads me to believe that somebody needs to get in touch with the uh, creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, because Diamonds apparently are breakable. Yeah. All right? Was, was Diamond the one that made the bad points, or was she the one that went, uh-huh? I believe she was the, the second. She was the, the the affirmation after the bad point was made. Silk was making the bad points, and then Diamond was nodding and agreeing with the bad point that was made. Okay. Yeah. So so what you're saying is uh, Silk was the one who would be rough, and Diamond was the one who was the diamond in the rough. Hey-oh! Yes. I got a bunch of them, because I don't care about this person, because she seemed like a, like a real quote-unquote winner when she was alive, and now she's dead, and that doesn't retroactively make you a good person. Yeah, so, sure doesn't. Uh, God, Godspeed, Diamond, on whatever journey to whatever afterlife you are on, or maybe you just disappeared to nothingness. Who knows? But uh, whatever it is, you can no longer make a buck being a conservative lunatic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, uh, the 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 heartbreaking part of this for QAnon and the right was the fact that they couldn't blame the vaccine for her death because <laughs> Diamond and Silk were very loud and proud anti-vaxxers who had a, had one tweet out about how um, the, the the Biden administration or someone was like that black people are more susceptible to severe consequences of COVID. And they were like, this sounds like they're trying to like push us towards the vaccine. They're trying to make black people take it. That sounds like the Tuskegee experiment. So they were just Woof. Yeah, they were just all the way all in on this. And um Yeah, it's just like that, except they're making everyone do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, the Tuskegee experiments are terrible, and I fully understand why people in the black community in America might have difficulty uh trusting the government, injecting them with anything. I get it, fam, but uh, we all had to line up for those fucking shots, every single one of us. And uh, it, well, if you wanted to be a member of society, so it's just like, yeah, it was an unprecedented situation, and there was a lot of nuance to it. But at the end of the day, uh, nobody had a good excuse for not taking the vaccine. So sorry, like I like you know, it's sometimes you just have to suck up whatever personal beliefs you have for the good of everyone. And if you're not capable of doing that, you're a bad person. <laughs> No, according to my old coworker who uh, br- <laughs> th- who messaged me on Snapchat, the vaccines don't work, 
And then she asked me why I screenshotted her message uh, to me because I forgot Snapchat narks you out when you screenshot shit. And <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Did you tell her as for your dumb fuck collage? Uh, yes. it, so I could send it to another former coworker and be like, oh, well, I haven't talked to this person in a couple of years and now I can continue not. Yeah. But yeah, it was same same answer. The thing you said was the same as what I said. Uh, so speaking of all this vaccine stuff, I had been hearing reports that Diamond was actually in the hospital, possibly for COVID, when they expired. Is that correct? That is the situation where once Diamond died, there was this giant pile on about the fact that it was absolutely COVID that killed her and she should have taken the vaccine and all kinds of dunking. But the truth is, is we don't exactly know what killed her. Uh, she was sick for, I think, about like three months before uh, before she passed. So exactly what the cause of death was is unknown. However, because people love the they love the schadenfreude of a militant anti-vaxxer uh, dying as a result of COVID. Um, that was immediately considered the, that was the immediate, the immediate speculation. And all the people that posted about her passing have been very cagey about why she passed. So mm. that, that that's because like, because like, because like, because like, yeah, because I think Trump posted on truth social about it and was just like, it's very sad that this great patriot has, uh, has passed. Diamond was the greatest. I truly loved her. She was bigly awesome and all kinds of other dumb things that Trump says. But it, nowhere in the nowhere in all of these things was it, it was it announced what happened. So that also fueled speculation that they don't want to admit that because it's embarrassing. So conservatives love traitors. Yeah, and it's, 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 it seems harder to I mean like you know I, I get that as a Caucasian person uh, there might be more nuance to it than I understand but from the outside looking in it sure seems like every black conservative is a traitor it's just like why are you supporting these candidates who do everything they do to keep their fucking boot on your neck I mean like don't get me wrong it, it's it's bad all over but it's certainly worse with the conservatives it has to be yeah I mean, you literally have this is a political party that after the abortion ban, uh, after the, after Roe got struck down, you had a guy come on TV and was like, I'm thinking we need to look into loving v. Virginia and interracial marriage is being something the court might want to take a peek at. And it's like, OK, buddy, really, we're just going to go. We're just going to be like, hey, you know what? We need the Supreme Court to re start reinstituting Jim Crow. That's what we need. We need to get to cracking on that. Yeah, and they're already, and like, now that the House stuff has been sort of resolved, they're already, like, fucking sharpening their knives to get rid of, you know, like, programs that assist lower-income people. And thanks to institutionalized racism in our country over the past couple of hundred years, most of those people happen to be people of color. And it's just like, hey, mm. like, these people are actively working against you at every turn. Like, how could you possibly support them? And the short answer is they're willing to give us money now. And that's all that matters to us because money is cool. It's like, yeah. I get that, I guess. Futurama quote, uh, Fry, why do you support them? You're not rich. Yeah, but I might be someday. And when I am, they better watch out. <laughs> Damn right. Temporarily yeah. embarrassed millionaires. That's America. We're, we're all about to be stinking rich any minute now. Oh, dude, I'm hitting that Mega Millions tonight, unless the drawing was last night and somebody else, uh, else already hit it. In which case, I'm going to hit it the next time. It's fine. Uh, every, 
everyone whiffed Friday's one point five billion, one point three billion. So, See, yeah. well, there we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna come down with whatever like fifty three percent of one point three billion is, and then you know I will oh. not have to do this podcast anymore, and I won't have to deal with any of you pores. Or, yes. yeah, or yeah, you no. What does Andrew Tate call them? Brokies. Won't have to deal with, won't hang out with any of your brokies. Uh, on a serious note, at this event we went to recently, uh, like the, the reason that Sarge and I were gone, we were on a, a shared vacation at an event. Uh, at that event, we, I had the opportunity to go around and effectively just give out free money to people when I saw them doing good deeds. And man, that felt good. That felt yeah. fucking awesome. I, I like, I'm just like, holy shit. If I become rich, I could do this wherever I wanted. It'd be the, the greatest day in history. I just be like, man, I feel like kind of, I feel like kind of down. I guess I'm just going to go walk around and give thousands of dollars to people who need it. <laughs> like, pick, give, give myself a pickup. <laughs> yeah, spe- speaking of the lotto, I'll have to talk to my uh, sometimes lotto group, see if they want to get in on the Tontaine again. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, if one of us becomes a billionaire, we all become millionaires uh, group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in I'm in for Operation uh, Socialist Millionaire Operation. Yes. Dude, just imagine how many unfuckable woke M&Ms we could buy with a billion dollars. <laughs> oh my god. I saw these ads as soon as I got home and like uh, M&Ms launch first all female M&M team and <laughs> I can't can't wait and, for and, old and it's not nearly fuckable enough. Yeah, like, like I, I wanted, like, where's the whale tail? I want, I want a seductive green M and M, like bent over, looking like she's ready to somehow receive. <laughs> I mean, that's a Google search away, sir. But I want it official. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I want it in canon. I want, I want it canonical. The, the, the Mars Corporation just just sent out OGL one point one, which says that I shouldn't be supporting those people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Mike, in case people aren't hip with uh, M&M's advertisements, uh, what's going on with our unfuckable and woke M&M's this week? Uh, Yes. So as Elle stated, there is a new ad campaign that uh, apparently features... uh, That was Sarge, by the way. How dare you give me credit for Sarge's mentioning of seeing these ads? I haven't seen shit about these ads. (laughs) Well, well, you brought up the unfuckable M&M's, which is what I gave you credit for. Oh, I just just knew that the unfuckable M&M was coming down the pipeline because they announced the first one a while ago. They were just like, hey, there's another lady M&M, and she's not meant to be like... She's not in heels or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So basically, there is a and and I. The one thing I will say about this is, I, I, because most of the sourcing I'm getting from this is from the right wing, I have no actual honest belief that they are telling me the full story on this. Um, but um, yeah, no yeah. Kidding. There's a green. There's a green M&M and a brown M&M who are supposed to be representing lesbians. I guess? Question mark. And my favorite thing is, is that there's a purple M&M that is supposed to be representative of quote unquote plus sized people and body positivity. But the purple M&M just looks like a peanut M&M to me. It looks exactly like the yellow M&M who's a peanut. It's just purple. And I, and I get, and I, and also I assume the purple M&M is is feminine. So it's just like, I wouldn't, never in a million years would I have associated that M&M with being fat. I would have just been like, oh, it's a peanut M&M, but now they got a lady. Yeah, they're M&M's. What? (laughs) It's a a lady peanut M&M to go with the dumb peanut M&M who's a guy. And and, and much as the regular chocolate M&M guy's a jerk. I mean, so it's like, I just, people put so much effort into these things to get upset about them afterwards. It's 
the entire right wing, and I see it so much in QAnon, is just create a thing to get incredibly mad about and then get really mad about it and have all your friends on the internet get really angry alongside you and then a week later forget that you even did that. I mean, no one's going to remember their outrage over these Eminem ads for more than like a few minutes. It's so bizarre that this is a thing that even exists in our world. I don't even understand it. But uh, it's just... Maybe it's just because I'm dripping with privilege. And that almost certainly has something to do with it. But I never once gave any any hoots about the perceived gender, sexuality, etc. of these <laughs> anthropomorphized candies. Yeah. I, I, mean, I acknowledge that Billy West has like a voice that comes out of somebody who I believe uh, identifies as male. But right. I'm pretty sure that none of those chocolates have any organs, sex or otherwise. So wh- <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what's the what's the candy version of a furry? <laughs> Chocolatey? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll keep working uh, on that a, one. A confectionery? Ooh. I like that. That's much better. We'll get there. I'm going to keep... Are you, are you part of the Fection community? Fe- <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Trying to get infection. Do, do, do you even crinkle, bro? But in our community, that means wearing a wrapper, not wearing a diaper, because we're less creepy than the furries. <laughs> yeah. hey, it's not just furries that do that. Um, uh, the only time I've heard of it, it's been related to furries. So anecdotally, yes, it's only furries and all furries. <laughs> That's not true. I, I I believe we have at least one furry listener in their delight. So, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear Tuck Tuck's hot take on uh, the M and M's. He already had thoughts on. Yeah, he's, he, oh, he's there. He's already there. He's already, he's already there. Yeah, he's oh, he's already really angry about the uh, the lesbian in the plus sized M and M's. Yeah, he dedicated like ten minutes on his show last night d- ranting yeah. about how incapable he was of jerking off to the new M and M's. It was really wild. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's really bizarre to me that uh, Fox News is covering the M and M's more than they were covering like the Biden documents thing. They were just like, ah, documents, documents. We'll figure that out tomorrow. It's time to get upset about M and M's. Let's do this. Yeah, it's See, all. Like, but, I have no interest in covering the M&Ms, and that's the problem. They're not sexy enough. Yes. <laughs> it's all the same as the – anytime the right wing gets mad about M&Ms or bullshit like that, just remember that when Jerry Falwell – was it Jerry Falwell – said that the one Teletubby was gay, four days before that, he said the Antichrist is alive and among us and is Jewish. So – just anytime you see something, you're like, why the fuck are they mad about this? They're trying to distract from something else. That is like basically everything we cover on this podcast is the right is trying to distract you from something. <laughs> they, prob- they fucked up somewhere. It's probably George Santos. We're going to find out he, he actually is. He actually like killed someone to get into the mob or something. It's going to be the ultimate payoff. Of his well, I mean, we, we were going to talk about it last week when it was happening, but uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was literally just to try to get some heat off of the fucking 15 votes it took to get the speaker in. Yeah. Um, so, but but we'll, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that more later. Uh, for the meantime, we could talk about some, some the return of the Jack, parentheses, asses. 
Uh, because here comes Ron Watkins and Stu Stu on leader himself, Jim Stewart, back on Twitter be, because of free speech, something something, uh, amendments, etc. Elon Musk continuing to go more and more mask off. Like, yeah. Well, the thing that's so funny to me about putting Ron Watkins back on Twitter is it's like, who does this move the needle for? Like, who the fuck cares about him? Because. His whole, the whole like power of Ron is that you have to pretend he's not Q. So like making him important, it makes it more likely that he was doing the Q drops at the end there before Pop Pop got in there and started stepping on the rakes. So I don't, I don't get what and, and even, even without like, even without the Q stuff, like if you're one of the people that somehow doesn't think he had anything to do with Q, uh, it's just like. It's really unfortunate that we have to report on him because at the end of the day, the headline would be failed politician, comma, former moderator of racist pedophile website rejoins Twitter, which is just like, who cares? Yeah. 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 Ron is so beneath uh, acknowledging that it's very strange that Elon brought him back Uh, because the other two, like... Uh, Jim Stewartson is a schmuck who has a community around him, people that buy into his dumb stuff. He is a left wing. He, he like basically he's like the biggest anti QAnon grifter out there because mm. he has this weird psychotic narrative that Michael Flynn is Q and I have the proof and no, you can't see it, but that's the way it is. And I will shout down anyone who disagrees with me. And a lot of the Michael Flynn is Q shit. And by the way, Flynn got his account back. Also, Yeah. I was about, I was waiting for you to bring that up. Michael Flynn is back on Twitter too. Right. And Oh, and trust me, like literally all Stewartson's like tweets are just Michael Flynn. It's literally pro wrestling. He's every tweet is him just cutting a WWE promo on Flynn. Flynn, I know what you did, and I'm coming for you, brother. We're going to settle this at WrestleMania, and Jim Stewartson's going to stand tall in the middle of the ring. And it's just, it's like, oh my God, buddy, calm down. But like, he loves puffing out his chest. Oh, God. Jim Stewart thinks he's so fucking hard. And if I ever met him in person and decided to get big in front of him, he would fold like origami. He would would become like unto a delicate paper craft immediately. (laughs) You're not wrong. Yeah, he is, Stewartson, I understand, again, because of the grift, and it, he he really, in a lot of ways, hurts the the debunking community because he's the exact opposite of it. He is a person who's come up with a, a an alternative conspiracy theory to what QAnon is, is convinced of it, and if you try to disagree with him and present any evidence for that, he will get incredibly mad at you. Yeah, if thank God he's not eloquent or like you know seemingly well read or well educated or any of the important things you would want from like somebody with the sort of influence that he might could have, because like at least he's just some dumb fuck bro posturing and just be like, oh, like if you're not part of the if you're not part of us, you're part of them. Oh God, like only I know the real secret truth. Me and my pal Marona, I know exactly who Q is, and like. <laughs> It's just like, because, you know, he could be doing some even more serious damage if he was just, like, not a huge moron. Yeah. If if he ever had the understanding that, like, 
reaching out to people and networking and because if he had managed to like be bros with like Mike Rothschild and Travis View and Mark and Mark Andre Argentino and 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 heaven forbid Ben Collins and Will Summer if he ever got like into the actual debunking community as like a person of substance and then went off on his Flynn tangent or was just sort of like look guys Sooner or later, you're going to figure out that Michael Flynn's behind all of this. Then we're going to be able to, like, right the ship and make things work. But instead, he's just like, Mike Rothschild is in on it. He's part of the QAnon operation, and I got the emails to prove it. And Mike Rothschild's like, release the emails then. Just get on that. Expose me. Like, it's, show that it's what we say to QAnon every time. They're like, we, you know, I'm... Where's the face carving video? Where's the the anything? It's like Alex Jones constantly like I've got eighty seven documents. It's like all right, see him. He, he also he also rolls over and plays the victim immediately. Like when, when confronted with any amount of pushback, like even somebody just being like, I think you might be wrong. He's just like, oh, oh, what's what's his favorite word? What was it? It's like disingenuous or dishonest or something like that. He's just got the one word that he's always got, like like he's always calling people. It's fucking so funny. But anyway, he's just he's constantly just like, oh, like you you're getting you're like all trolls and bad faith people, and you're just getting your your army of people that believe you to attack me because I'm totally totally legit and I'm the victim here and blah 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 blah. And it's just like no, you're just like. You were somehow trying to fight conspiracy theory with conspiracy theory. And like, you're just like waving a big, obvious, I'm a liberal flag while you're doing it. And it seems kind of fake. Like, it seems like, <laughs> it seems like Jay Sue is one bad day from becoming QAnon's version of the Joker, which is literally just a QAnon supporter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like it seems like if he was ever just like if one person of color ever crossed his path in the wrong way he'd just be like you know what I used to think that this is all bullshit but now I love Q and I hate everybody who hates Q what a fucking clown <laughs> it, oh it's there I mean it's really there I, I god I just have no use for the guy at all like, like Flynn and Ron are just right wing grifters and Elon's going to let fucking 4,000 of those kind of scumbags come onto the site. But Stu is a special breed of not great. He's really just not fun. Yeah. And, and I hope to God he hears this. Cause I would love to see what he thinks about me. I'm sure, I'm sure it would be super flattering. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure that I would be some sort of like some sort of deep state opposition, whatever, like QAnon, like I'm just coming to get him because he's got the, the dirt or whatever. And uh, the answer is just like, hey, man, I, I like to role play, too, buddy. It's fun. Uh, and, and, and when I role play, I also, I also tend to be a lot more important and influential than I am in real life. Because who, <laughs> to, who doesn't want to be that way? But, like, at the end of the day, like, you got nothing. Like, congratulations on getting your Twitter back. I'm glad that you could talk to your weird, devout followers about the nothing you have. Um and you know, congratulations! And it speaks it speaks to both Jim and Ron that we spent this whole segment of the Boosh talking about Jim coming back to Q and uh, to, to Twitter, <laughs> and not Ron, because Ron, because as much as a nothing as Jim is, Ron is that much more of a nothing. Aside from probably being Q back in the day, he's nothing. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, super show. Uh, before we move out of the Boosh, I have a Boosh question. Have either of you heard of the Burrow Network on Roku? Uh, yeah, that was uh, the Roku, the Burrow got real hot in the in our debunking community for a few days because uh, 
uh, Karma brought it to my attention, and then, um, like, in one of the group DM chats I'm with... I also had of, someone bring it to my attention yeah, for a, a us. Of, yeah, a bunch of people were like, whoa, this Burrow thing is no bueno. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Roku has a really big problem with content moderation and mm-hmm. what, what they allow for channels. And QAnon-adjacent channels have happened in the past, but this is a new one where like fall cabal and a bunch of other just absolute total nonsense was available to a Roku subscriber through the borough network. Um, but I do know that like uh, the serious people that uh, are into uh, like pushing back against QAnon disinformation and stuff like that, uh, they've, they've sent messages to Roku about Burrow and they've, tr- and so I do hope that it's either taken down already or that it will be taken down soon because, yeah, it is just literally a channel designed on trying to uh, red pill people and get them into QAnon. The logo is a white rabbit going down a hole. I mean, it's just, it's all that. It's all those things. The, the pill network. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one last boost before we get to our headlines for the week. And it's it's this week's. I am already sick of talking about this other week, uh, but let's let's get into it because it's kind of good news. Uh, Hamlin is alive and doing well, apparently, as well as can be expected as somebody who had cardiac arrest in front of millions of people. Yeah, uh, so he got, he has just been discharged from the Buffalo Hospital because uh, he was in a Cincinnati hospital for the for the week, and then he was flown back to Buffalo, uh, put in the hospital in Buffalo, and they have since discharged him and said that uh, he is as good to go as one could be in his current state, and um, his uh, healing process shall continue uh, at home. So, like, hooray, what could have been an incredibly a tragic event was avoided, and that is a very good thing. Um, the main thing about uh, this that was that I wanted to talk about was the fact that there were so many people that just wanted him to die yeah. in, order, in, in order to provoke, promote their terrible anti-vaccine narratives. It was really appalling, and... Um, there is, and there was a guy, uh, Eric Detters, who I believe is running for uh, governor of Kentucky. And uh, this guy on his Twitter posted that literally he had sources inside the hospital that said that Hamlin was dead and that they were just waiting for some time to pass for the, the heat to come off of it before they announced right, that he was right. dead. And Another guy, uh, Stu Peters. Why are they always named Stu? Why are all these people like Stewie? But uh, Stu Peters then released a quote-unquote exclusive that sources told him that Hamlin was brain dead at the Cincinnati hospital. And um, that was not true. So... All of uh, this- hey, you don't know that the the Hamlin that we're seeing uh, uh, in all of the like these posts and stuff could be a hologram or whatever. Or because <laughs> yes, I saw some photos of Joe Biden circulating the other day that totally proved that he was an actor Life wearing model a mask. Yes, he was an actor wearing a mask, and they managed to get the earlobes wrong. Only one of them was separated when both of them should have been separated, or whatever. Person the pudding. Joe Biden is an actor, and uh, that means stuff, I guess. Because, because the, the cabal can't just put who they want into the White House. They have to put who they want in the White House dressed as somebody nobody wanted in the White House. Yeah. Uh, this will really get them. <laughs> and uh, I actually was engaging with a uh, Hamlin truther 
who showed me a video on TikTok where someone was <laughs> someone was trying to allege that the ambulance that took Hamlin to the hospital was not actually an ambulance. It was just like a truck. But an and, ice cream truck? Like what it wasn't actually an ambulance? It wasn't actually an ambulance. Like they did like a they were like, Where, where's the advertisements on the sides of this ambulance? There's no advertisement. That's really suspect. Then I ran what? the plate. Then I ran the plate on the ambulance, and it turned out it was actually registered to this vehicle here. This ain't adding up. And it was just, and I was like, what are you saying? That he was dead, and they knew that, so they brought out, like, a not ambulance out to get him? Or that it was all staged, and his injury was faked? Like, what is the conspiracy that you're trying to tell me? Like, what are you trying to sell me on? It, that, that instead of, like, just getting a, just getting a real ambulance and using it, uh, for their conspiracy, they went with the much harder and more complicated thing of making a fake one. Like, so they they did all of this in service to, I guess, cover up the fact that the 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 vaccine like dropped him on the field, which means that everybody who was watching that that had any sort of juice saw this professional athlete do an incredibly physical task, then have a cardiac arrest problem on the field. And they were just like, the cause of that is obviously the vaccine. It has nothing to do with professional football. And we need to cover this up immediately. Right. That, that is like some keen insight. That is like a nat 20 on an insight check level of insight. <laughs> yes. With a generous GM who will still let you critically succeed on such things. Like, that is buck wild. Because I feel like everyone on Earth watching that assumed that it was probably related to football. It was just like, oh, yeah. shit, he got hit in the chest. Or, oh, shit, his heart was strained because he was hitting people with football. Or, like, oh, shit, football is a very strenuous activity. And that guy works out a lot and his heart might have exploded or whatever. Like, I, I, it takes even a special if, kind of person to see that down, like, the vaccine. Even if we go down a more nefarious route and we're like, oh he was maybe taking some sort of performance enhancing drugs and those are very hard on the body. Like to, to immediately go to a vaccine is uh, a wild, wild place to be. It, it, it's literally just their one answer to everything. They have right. no other worldview. I saw this uh, dirtbag who was, was like running for the libertarian nomination for president and he posted a video of someone uh, collapsing during a basketball game this weekend. It was like, right. let's let's see them try to blame like a violent contact injury on this one. And then you go to ESPN and it like the guy like fell down and then he got up, walked to the bench and watched the rest of the game from the bench, which you don't do if you had a heart attack caused by the vaccine. And if, and the thing is, is the guy knew that he knew that he was posting bullshit, but he's just lying on Twitter because he has an audience of people that want to hear you- it. And you can do that now, even yep. more so than before. Like, yeah. But from from the podcast to to Mr. Hamlin, we're happy you're doing well. And yeah, uh, the absolutely. only reason I said I was sick about talking about it up top is because it seems like it was getting a lot more media coverage than when that crazy person broke into Nancy Pelosi's house and uh, tried to kill her husband with a hammer. <laughs> and uh, that's just the state of our country. Uh, an athlete has an injury on the field, and uh, or like has something happen on the field, and it like stops the universe for like three weeks. Uh, like a uh, right a right wing nut job tries to kill the fucking speaker's 
husband with a hammer and it gets covered for a week and then everyone stops talking about it except for making hilarious jokes <laughs> yeah yep. and uh, and also he only uh, attacked the speaker's husband because he wasn't able to kidnap her so yeah it was like literal <laughs> it break all of her limbs while interrogating her in front of a tribunal <laughs> or something but, yes. uh, but but don't worry that only has that only has a week's worth of coverage in it because yeah, <laughs> because that does not involve the NFL. Talk to us when the NFL is involved. Talk to us when some footballs have been deflated. Maybe then we'll discuss it for several months. Yes. Oh my God. Mildly yeah. underinflated footballs. That's way more important than the person third in line to the presidency, uh, nearly being kidnapped slash assassinated. And then when that fails, uh, her husband is nearly killed with a hammer. But, uh, the right wing gets to make weird uh, <laughs> gay sex jokes about how it was just a jilted lover or something. Tee-hee. So it's all it's all water under the bridge. Democrats just have to accept that they'll be the victims of political violence for the next couple of decades. And the right is allowed to just basically instigate that by constantly talking about how Democrats are pedophiles and traitors. And we all know what uh, the p- penalty for treason is. Am I right? Second Amendment. Am I, am I dog whistling enough for you? Are you hearing the message clearly enough yet? You need to put parentheses, parentheses around it. And I need yep. multiple parentheses to know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hats off to, to Mr. Hanlon for, for pulling through. Uh, hopefully uh, you can get back to some semblance of your career. Uh, even if whatever happened prevents you from being on the field again, I hope that you can like comment or co- uh, like coach or something. Uh, just because it, it would suck for like a random heart condition to take away everything you've aspired to uh, very publicly in front of millions of people. That That seems like a real rough beat. So we, we wish him all the best. And with yes. that, since our push has made a little long, let's get to the fucking mailbag. The mailbag? Uh, sorry, not the mailbag, our headlines. <laughs> <laughs> From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Yeah, I've got, I've got shit to do. I just wanted to fucking get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we have to talk about some important uh, global events. Uh, and we're going to start with what I have listed here is January 6-2, colon, the Proud Boys from Brazil. Uh, so for those <laughs> of you who... January 8th. Yeah, who may, who may not have heard... Uh, the they they decided to take some uh some some of the Donald Trump January 6th insurrection playbook down to Brazil uh for the supporters of uh what is it Bol Bolsonaro Bol Bolsonaro I I don't know how to pronounce Bolsonaro. it Bolsonaro you had it right I, I've never heard it said out loud uh okay uh so for more on that we will of course turn to our uh, actual expert of global events Mr Mike Rains Mike what's going on with Brazil. Yeah, so uh, what you said is pretty much what happened. The Congress of Brazil was stormed by Bolsonaro supporters on January 8th, and they pretty much did what happened on January 6th, where they were unable to actually uh, get at the people they hated. So they just trashed the place, like um, did, did the vandalism and the terrorism and all that fun stuff. Unfortunately for them... Uh, Lula is the president of Brazil right now, whereas on January 6th, they still had two weeks of cover because their boy was in office. And um, a lot of these people got cuffed and stuffed right quick. Um, I've seen two different before applauding the government with the, the, the army when they showed up. Uh, there, there are those great clips of everybody making a path for the 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 people that are about to arrest them while applauding. They're just like, yeah, the military's here. They're going to help us take over the capital. And the president's just like, 
I'm going to use my authority as the president to tell you to arrest all these clouds. And then the military was just like, yep, you're the boss. And yeah. fucking stuffing them. Checks out. <laughs> now, I've seen two different numbers that I saw 400 people got arrested and then I saw 1,200. Yeah, so. I saw the, yeah, I saw the higher number. I saw over 1,000 people had gotten arrested for what happened. And I've also seen people on Twitter being like, why didn't we do this on January 6th? What's going on? Why were we so weak and Brazil so strong? Trump, and, Trump was and still again, in charge. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, the president the president orchestrated the attack. Uh, it was uh, one president was mad about the attack. The other president was happy about the attack. Uh, Biden was not able to jump into his time machine and seize the presidency two weeks early on January 6th. And... Um, and yes, uh, Trump being free sucks and all that good stuff. But uh, from what I've been reading from a lot of people, they're just sort of like, hey, you, if you guys are starting to get itchy and you want Brazilian uh, the Brazilian legal system to be your legal system, uh, boy, howdy, that is not a great look because uh, due process and a lot of rights you Americans take for granted, uh, not so much down here in Brazil. Uh this is kind of a lock them up and throw away the key kind of community in a lot of respects. So. Yeah, I mean, let's just like let's not forget that just because they have managed to vote out Bolsonaro and fend off uh, a January sixth of their own, doesn't mean that Brazil is like sort of beyond reproach. They there's plenty of reproach to go around for Brazil. Just like it was just like that would be just that would be like oh the Americans somehow managed to get. Uh, liberals into all three branches of their government. Like, hooray, the Democrats did it. L- let's stop judging America. No, that's how <laughs> yeah. that works. America's fucked up, deeply fucked up in a lot of ways, and we deserve a lot of condemnation across the board, even when we're doing, like, ostensibly the right thing. Uh, same thing with most countries, including but not limited to Brazil. So let's not get too crazy <laughs> uh, about trying to overhaul ourselves to make us a little more like Brazil. Yeah. And uh, we will be seeing about if uh, Bolsonaro is extradited from America to Brazil uh, over this, because uh, that's going to be kind of the $64 question is how much can they connect uh, him to the actions of these people, much as the January 6th committee spent a lot of time painstakingly trying to connect Trump to the attack. So that well, it is... seems unlikely that he's going in, he's going anywhere uh, as long as he keeps uh, having these spontaneous medical issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel because it, it, it sure seems like as soon as as soon as a little insurrection happened in his former his former domain, he was just like, oh, now that I think about it, I have a condition. Oh no, I need to be in a hospital immediately. Right. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I mean, he checked himself into a Florida hospital because uh, the man is not well. In 2018, uh, while he was running for president, he was stabbed, and apparently, like he has never gotten over that stabbing. That it has caused intestinal problems that have persisted in perpetuity, and he is just back in the hospital all the time. Uh, he had that weird uh, skin condition on his leg that was terrifying to look at. Um, he is a he's a proud anti-vaxxer who also has had his bouts of COVID. So this <laughs> more is a, than one. Yes, yes. So this is a guy who is has a litany of health issues that are just always around him, and yeah. So he. 
someone pointed out they were like, I hope the Florida hospitals are like ready for him. And then boom, there he was in the hospital, like basically like about two weeks after he arrived in America, he already made a quick stop at a hospital. So who knows, who knows if that guy just, and his overall health and, if he is connected to these crimes or other crimes that he had while he was president, because much like Brazil's legal system is, is spotty in some other areas, uh, polit- politics in Brazil often involves uh, criming. Uh, Lula, yeah. the current, the, the Lula, the current president, was convicted of crimes uh, previously and barred from holding office, and then that uh, conviction was overturned and rescinded, and then he was reinstated to be allowed to run for office, and now he's president. So, like, there are twists and turns in Brazil that, like, make American <laughs> politics look very weak by comparison, so. Well, there we go. Uh, yep. I mean, you know, like, it, it, it turns out that uh, America, not the only fucked up country, having some some troubles with uh, right-wing insurrection at this point. And honestly, we're, we're not going to be the last. This seems like a trend that is unfortunately on the rise. And, uh, you know, well, waves like that only go away once they crash. So uh, we'll, we'll see exactly how long it takes for that one to slam upon some mighty shore and eventually for <laughs> these dumb fucks to stop deciding to do insurrections hopefully it doesn't require a shitload of bloodshed uh but you know typically when people like this tend to uh overreach at some point it gets to that point where you you can only you can only like push the line of actual like call to action treason like so far before you start running up against the people with guns yeah. So my, my 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 sincere my sincere suggestion to the people who are inclined to riot over when they don't get their way uh, in like uh, politics uh, is to maybe do it in a way that lessens the chance that you get shot by an MP. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next news item for the sweet week, and that is going to be talking about the house. Or as I have listened to our headlines, house, house. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so our boy Kevin McCarthy only took him 15 votes to win the speakership uh, after he literally begged Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and all the rest of them to please let Baby have his binky in the form of the speaker's gavel. And uh, they didn't have a plan B, so basically – their plan was to just throw a fit for as long as possible until McCarthy promised them the moon and the stars. And the rest of the, and the, rest of the Republican Party just rolled over because they are just amoebas. They're spineless jellyfish that let the extremists rule over them. I It makes me laugh so much when people are like, oh, politics are so polarizing. Marjorie Taylor Greene and AOC, it's all, it's all the same thing. They're all crazy. And it's like, Democrats don't care what AOC says. She doesn't have any actual like power inside the house. Like she does Twitch streams and is popular, but that's it. Actual like legislative clout, not so much. Whereas Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates are like kingmakers. Like they actually were like, "Hey, you want the gavel, buddy? Jump through this hoop. Oh, you didn't jump through enough hoops. Here's another one. Here's another one." So it's just like. Except there's that incredible clip of somebody coming over to Matt Gates and apparently making him a fucking offer he cannot refuse. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Shit, that clip, I mean, I don't know if larger context makes it look less damning. I have only seen the the individual moment clipped. But that is some, like, 
actual that's the first thing I've ever seen. Like that's the first thing I've seen in a long time. I shouldn't say ever. First thing I've seen in a long time that leads me to believe that maybe there is some sort of cabal. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like some guy comes over and just whispers some stuff into Matt Gates's ear, and then immediately he's just like, "I have changed my opinion. I will not vote present." <laughs> After turning fucking white as a ghost, he's just like, like I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I would, I would love to imagine that guy just came up to him and just said eggplant emoji. Okay. Yep. I was literally about to say something to the effect of that. I was going to say something like, "We have the rest of your Venmo receipts," and he's just like, "Oh no, oh no! I have to, I, I have to let McCarthy be speaker now." So, uh, I, I, th- I think that for for my money, the the best part to come out of all of this uh, all of this drama has been the ongoing fucking uh, uh, tensions between Bober and MTG. Uh, mm. the, the like just the fact that there's like this crazy schism developing inside their little fucking like c- like hyper lunatic right wing clique is just so juicy. I love it so much, <laughs> <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe it will lead to some foxy boxing. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. <laughs> I, well, oh, you know yeah. what? I would take regular boxing. Yeah. Like I, I just want to say, like, like, hey, you guys have a difference of opinion. Fucking box it out. But you you know that they're conservatives. They'd rather shoot it out. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and 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 the 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 right wing grifters were getting really mad at Marjorie Taylor Greene because she went she went she sided with McCarthy much quicker than the rest of them did. Ali Alexander claimed he had evidence of Marjorie Taylor Greene committing a crime and he was going to expose it in order to get her removed from Congress. And it's like, well, uh, hey, uh, okay, well, bud, do it then. Well, again, why do you people always hold your evidence away from us? If you got the evidence of her committing a crime, show it. Don't don't fake blackmail her. Like like. Uh, well, I mean, in, in this instance, uh, it, doesn't it make sense? Like the the person who allegedly has this evidence, I'm assuming, is also some sort of conservative wacko. Uh, oh, he's a uh, he was a big part of the stop the steal January sixth, and he had to testify before the one six committee. And he, well, yeah, uh, then, then of course he wouldn't want to release any. Infer- he would he he would be holding on to all of the evidence for all of his conservative buddies. Like yeah. that's oh, the yeah. thing. Like, like, it totally makes sense for them to be withholding evidence of crimes that I'm sure they actually do have for their fellow <laughs> conservative pals. Like, seems pretty likely that that one guy has some sort of line on something that Matt Gates doesn't want to get out there. I mean, just based on that it, that tr- that like little uh, interaction I saw. Like, it right. seems like he's got some leverage over him. But it, like, it never makes sense when they're just like our enemies, the Democrats, the stupid grooming liberals. We have we have them to rights with this evidence, and it's just like, okay, well, they show the evidence, and they're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, uh, and and for the record, Ali Alexander is now on the Yi twenty twenty four campaign staff. So I, just Yi has like is Yi still like literally disappeared? Last I heard, he had actually disappeared and no one knew no one knew where he was i haven't heard anything from him so but i have not heard the disappeared story but that 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 tracks is what i'll say about it so oh no kanye west aka yay or ye however it's pronounced oh oh geez he might be gone forever (laughs) oh no no. that that would be a real bummer because his music was so good like a decade ago and his anti-Semitism was real good up until like five minutes ago. <laughs> Fuck that clown. I, w- I would love for I would love for you to disappear. In fact, could, can, can we go back in time to a timeline where he disappeared after making graduation or whatever? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> 
That he made the- college dropout. Yeah, he sure did, bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's like all of his albums have like one or two like decent to good songs on them, but uh, unfortunately. Uh, be, being a good artist does not excuse any amount of anti-Semitism. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it just turns out that I don't care how good your fucking artwork is. If you're a piece of shit, I don't want to support you. See, also, Rolling, comma, JK. Uh, like, yeah, guess what? I, the Wizarding World, whatever. I don't give a fuck about it because you're a turfy loser and uh, everyone <laughs> who's just like, it was too important to my childhood to do the right thing and stop supporting it now. I'm just like, hey, that's your cross to bear. I still think that you're kind of a bad person. Yeah, I, I am judging you. I yes. stopped listening to CeeLo Green a decade ago when I found out he was a rapist. It was really easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was not that hard. Uh, yeah, man, you, you know the last time I ate a Chick Fil A sandwich, uh, two thousand and eight. Uh, so, uh, guess what? It's pretty easy to not buy a thing. In fact, <laughs> it's astonishingly easy to not buy a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, re- it's real easy to avoid evilness. It, it it actually can be done if you just put your if you just put your mind's eyes heart to it. It can be achieved. Don't worry though. I'm sure a bunch. I'm sure a bunch of otherwise incredibly woke liberal people will be lighting up for fantastic beasts and how to ruin a franchise part four colon somehow even worse than the last ones parentheses. We're shocked too. And uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll just be like, oh my god, I love it when Newt Scamander did that funny dance. It was so great. It was just like, hey, does J.K. Rowling think that trans people exist yet? And they're just like, no, but d- wizards, man. <laughs> Uh, so back to political pe- people who have horrible opinions and wield political power. Our new house ratified a quote unquote rules uh, package, which apparently guts the ethics committee. So they won't be investigating George Santos and mm. all the fucking criminal shit he's up to. Uh, it also empowers a subcommittee called the weaponization of justice or the government or law enforcement. But I, I remember the word weaponization is in there and this is going to be chaired by Jim Jordan the guy who covered up all the rapes in in his uh, in his neck of the woods. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. All the um, it was that. Oh God, it was Ohio State, and it was that that doctor whose name I'm blanking on, and don't care because he's a monster and doesn't deserve to have his name used. But uh, yeah, so Jim Jordan is going to now try to actively meddle in DOJ investigations. And I'm sure that they're all throwing a fit over the fact that now they get to try to make up the new Benghazi about. Uh, Joe Biden's documents that were found in an office in a locked safe and were turned over to the National Archives as soon as they discovered them, which is completely completely an apples-to-apples comparison to the Trump illegal documents that he stole, that the government was like, please (laughs) give back. And then he said, no, I will not give back these documents. Fuck you. And then one thing led to another, and eventually they had to fucking get a warrant to get the documents back from him. So yes, yes, QAnon, the, the Biden documents and the Trump documents are exactly the same, completely similar. Both men handled them in the exact same way. And you're totally right that now Biden has to go to jail along with Trump if Trump goes to jail, which, uh, spoiler alert, I, I will take that trade. I, yeah, I, if, uh, if, if Biden committed crimes, absolutely. Well, yes, <laughs> this is the, yeah. I actually saw one QAnon promoter being like, the president can declassify anything. The vice president can't. So this makes Biden's crimes worse than Trump's. And it's like, well, again, uh, we have no legal precedent for the mind declassification that Trump is alleging happened here. (laughs) 
And also uh, the vice president can declassify shit that is in the fucking laws. And lastly, what if Obama came out and said, I mind declassified the stuff Biden had that absolutely happened? How yeah. would you be able to refute, refute that? What yeah, he was like, when I, when I was president, I looked over every document that Joe wanted to look at with my declass arrays, and I, declass, <laughs> I declassified all of them. Yes. <laughs> in, in fact, I'm still using my declass arrays as we speak to declassify every document. As a former president, I could totally do that. Everything's declassified. Go Dutch Joe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go nuts, Joe. Joe. Joe, you want to tell them the truth about Area 51? You can. You can do it. It's okay. I declassified it. We're good. Everybody strap in. <laughs> Experimental airplane technology. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, my God. So crazy. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> who knew? Everyone was developing top secret new military projects. Uh, everyone, everybody, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone, who, who, who would have thought, thought that this isolated air force base with an airstrip in the middle of the desert might be using their facilities to design and develop new uh, drone and airplane technology? I don't know. It could be anything. It's probably aliens. I don't know though. <laughs> I, I I see a bunch of weird stuff flying above that base I've never seen before. It's probably aliens. Okay. Yeah, yes, I agree. Absolutely, aliens has to be. Aliens. Yeah, I, I I love that people in I love that people in 2023 still think that uh <laughs> that, that, that Area 51 has alien spacecraft. It's just like, dude, if Area 51 has alien spacecraft up in that motherfucker, like literal galaxy spanning aircraft, and they've had 70 years to reverse engineer it, and the best we've gotten out of it is a cell phone, then like it's t- let's fucking let's get our STEM programs kicked into some gear because. If some anti-gravity wormhole producing fucking universe hopping spacecraft has just been like sitting in Area 51 for 70 years and we don't have any of those technologies yet, eh, I don't know. Seems like some scientists are doing a piss poor job. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, what are we doing? So if you happen to be one of our listeners and you used to be working on top level government projects dealing with the aliens in Area 51, I'm calling you out. Where the fuck is our anti-grav? Why, why can we not leave Earth? We can just be like, hey, Trump, you guys can have Earth. Go nuts. You've already fucked up. You've already fucked up the climate, like, to such a degree that we can't reverse it. So, like, Earth is yours. We're going to go to a different planet. At the very least, give us the fucking uh, clean, usable uh, fusion technology that, like, scientists, like, managed to get net, net energy emission out of fusion for, like, a very, very brief period of time. But now we're actually getting out of theoretical workable fusion plants to like actually making one like why haven't we had that because i don't know not being dependent on oil ever again because we can just literally build energy at will that'd be pretty nice let's let's get on that i mean anything but then then how are they going to sell you oil mike uh this is true (laughs) that's how we have the med beds we already have the yeah Oh, yeah, we already have it. The government's suppressing it. And then Trump didn't unsuppress it for some reason. If we had unlimited clean energy, Mike, that would be very bad for the Middle East. And America loves the Middle East. America has has and always will love the Middle East. And we would never do anything to hurt them. Never. Never not once. (laughs) It seems like American government would really hate to just be able to flip a switch and turn off the economy of the Middle East. Just be like, hey, guess what? Remember when you guys were all worth like hundreds of billions of dollars? Now you're worth nothing. Like, boo, overnight, boo, all of your money power down. 
like everybody who was rich there is now Elon Musk. Like all of your money just trading from your body all at once. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God. America would be very disinterested in that. Super angry. Never, never would we want to. Would we dream of actually not not being beholden to the Saudi government or anything like that? Or Russia. Oh, Russia. Your your big oil and natural gas reserves really, really keeping your economy afloat, making it so that we have to fucking be afraid of you. Oh, just kidding. We we've we've hit the switch, and now your economy. It's all done. It's all done. Economy <laughs> off. That pretty yeah. much that whole section of the world. Just we've we've hit a button. The the free energy is here, and you have all gone away. Like yeah. Now, yeah. The next time you come to America, it better be with your fucking hands out. That's yes. that is that sounds like something the government would want to do. <laughs> it's so weird how the deep state doesn't do things to benefit the deep state. It's so so odd. It's almost like they don't exist. Yeah. Almost. It, it, it's it, like they, they have all the technology where at any moment they could just hit the button and make America truly the capital of Earth with our unlimited amount of free endless energy and our anti-grav technology and our med beds that make sure that we're all effectively immortal and, you know, all this shit. But we're not doing it because it, it, it's like we're you got to have the slow ramp up to it. Otherwise, it's meaningless. <laughs> You gotta have the slow build. It's it's like it's like the ramp in Rick and Morty. It's like yeah, I gotta have that slow ramp. Fucking love that ramp. <laughs> we'll get to it later. I actually caught some recent Rick and Morty. Oh uh, no. It, yeah, I don't know. They they were all right, but it just confirms what I've heard that the new seasons are really inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rick and Morty hasn't been consistent since season, like, two or whatever, because they, they can't tell whether or not they want to be uh, an episode-to-episode goof sci-fi show or, like, a deeply woven web of mythos and world-building and lore show. Right. And uh, they're trying to have both of those cakes, and you, you can only really have the one cake, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's why I just can't watch the show because it just feels like so often they're like, "Oh, look at this world we're building! It's going to be so interesting and immersive." And then every episode, it's just here's the procedural plot of the week. Here's the A plot and the B plot, and now it's resolved. And I'm like, "But you're building so much of Rick's backstory and all this history." And they're like, "You will never get any of it." I'm like, "Okay, great, thanks. Mike. That's not true. You're being disingenuous. The last two episodes of every season are always some dumb fuck web of Rick history bullshit." <laughs> It's like it's like it's like you'll get like eight episodes of regular Rick and Morty goofs and japes, and then the last two episodes will just be like now delving into the secret history of Rick Sanchez that you always wanted. What? None of you wanted that, but we thought you did. Oh well, you're getting it anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm back, and I've completely derailed the podcast. Pop culture bullshit. It's, hey. it's good. It's good to be back. Good Live the dream, sir. Live yeah. The dream. Although uh, we, we did hear reports that uh, that last week's uh, double special guest episode was quite good from uh, one of our friends down in DC who was uh, who, who listens to the show. So uh, a special a special thanks to whatever guest host we had last week. I don't listen to the show, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we both uh, uh, got the report that uh, our guest hosts from last week were really great. So you know. Like El said, special extra thanks to them. Yeah, uh, it, it is weird to listen to my own podcast as we talked about previously. So it feels so yeah. strange to me. Yeah, uh, it was it, it was Amanda, aka Frank the Turtle, and Arizona Right Wing Watch, who is pretty, pretty much a co-host at this point on the show. So thank you, Haley. Yeah, uh, yeah. Geez, there we go. Uh, what one of our rec- recurring guest hosts, along with Karma and uh, yeah. previously Dapper Gander. Uh, yes. So you know, th- th- thanks to everybody who helps keep the wheels turning while Sarge and I are gone. Uh, She's like, and they're like the it, extra Silverhawks that show up every couple episodes. 
They're they're the and the rest of Gilligan's Island's first season theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if they keep testing well, maybe they will they will get their names in the theme song later. <laughs> I love first first season Gilligan's Island so good and the rest. <laughs> it's, so, it's so savage that like, it's just pushed. yeah. It's such a sick bird. It was like at the at the event we went to. I don't know if you saw, but somebody had gotten their their uh, class of I think third graders to make like uh, either like nice uh, cards for people at the event or roasts for people at the event. <laughs> somebody got one of the roast cards, and it was just like on the front. It just said like hi or whatever. And when they opened it up, it literally just said skill issue. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a sick bird! Here, take this card. You open it up. It's just a skill issue. It's like wow, sick. Well, way to go, third grader. <laughs> anyway, and with that, uh, it is time for us to uh, leave Hell World. No, just kidding. That was. That... <laughs> I thought you were going to say Hell. headlines. Hell's out of practice. <laughs> and that, that was that, that was the callback uh, because callbacks are uh, a very easy way to do humor. Anyway, no, it is time for our succulent mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so first up is uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, who says, what is a movie you love that you feel got unfairly overlooked or maligned by critics and the box office? Pilgrim versus the world. Mm. <laughs> that was a snap call. <laughs> uh, yeah. The fact that that movie bombed in theaters is like an actual travesty against cinema, uh, especially for the fucking casting director. You You go back and you look at that movie and it's just like everyone on screen is fucking famous now. The like it's impossible to imagine how that movie didn't do well in theaters, and I'm very glad that it got it, like it became a quote unquote cult hit, and now like you know 13 years later, however long it's been, uh, I think it's only been nine, but or ten, but whatever, like however many years later, it's finally getting its due is like an incredibly good action comedy uh, with a, a ridiculous cast. Also, a uh, special shout out to Walk Hard, which I think is the most underrated comedy movie of all time. Uh, ooh, that didn't get its due in theaters. Um, I seem to recall original RoboCop did very poorly in theaters and like became a a cult hit later. Same with the. I think that you're very wrong about that because mm. uh, only because I just watched the the episode of the movies that made us, and I'm pretty sure RoboCop was like kind of a smash when it came out. I know the thing did incredibly badly in theaters uh and the same with the goonies and the goonies was just a huge part of my childhood, and the thing is like one of the like greatest suspense movies ever made, so uh the like the easy answer is the thing. Like I know, I know for a fact that it's terrible in theaters, uh, and just would all, only years and years later like get its due. Yeah, the thing is actually a great answer. Uh, I'm gonna go with Margin Call because I got into the Big Short, which kind of got all the the buzz for like talking about the financial crisis. But um, Margin Call is just a really well-made movie that I don't think anyone watched. And it it's just great. Uh, and when Jeremy Irons shows up to just bring the hammer down, he just is awesome. It's just like, hey, Jeremy Irons, just be incredible. And he's like, will do, boss. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my movie that I definitely have enjoyed more than, than I should have. And I think like 10 people have watched ever, so... 
Um, that brings us to a dumpster watcher who asks, uh, how long is it going to take for the Q universe to become disappointed in the GOP house and who will they turn on first? Side question. Some of us are leaving, are leaving Twitter. How else can we join the mailbag? Uh, you can message me on Patreon. You can just on the Patreon, just send me a message. Uh, German Walkman. Good plug. Literally, yeah, yes, it is, but it's also true because German Walkman sent me a ton of questions. I think this is, tonight's mailbag or whatever you're listening to, this mailbag is the last question I have from German Walkman that I mm. get put, to send here. So, yeah, if you got questions, go there. Um, that's a great way to get in touch with me. If you're fleeing Elon's burning hellhole, which uh, you should do, I'm an addict, I can't be saved. Um, as Gandalf said, fly you fools. So yes. Um, I mean, hey, I, I will leave Twitter as soon as like a better Twitter alternative emerges. All right. the other, all the fake Twitters so far have been fucking awful in some way. It's just like, God, like, why doesn't somebody just literally rip off Twitter? Just do exactly Twitter, but just call it something else. It's it, welcome to Twitter. Like, enjoy <laughs> tweeting. Like, oh, you made a tweet. But it's just like, no. Like, instead, join Mastodon. Figure out what your local server is. Like, in, in, input the arcane runes. Like, twist all the knobs. Make sure that you're shoveled enough coal in your steam, like, boiler to, like, you know. It's just like, Mastodon's too many fucking steps. I just want to be able to click a button and do a thing. Absolutely, yeah. I'm very lazy. And also, just because I am a lunatic and I had to double check, uh, Robocop did $53 million on a budget of 13 So it wasn't oh. an incredible smash, but it still was very successful. Quite successful. It's still <laughs> successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I want a lazy, easy uh, Twitter alternative as well. Um, everything I've done, everything I've looked at before is not great. Uh, also, I love all the people who are just like, Twitter's a big dumpster fire. We're going to go over to Instagram. And it's just like, y'all know that Instagram's owned by Facebook, right? I'm just checking. Okay, cool. It's still Facebook. Now that we're done confirming that Instagram is still owned by Facebook, I will continue to not use Instagram. Thank you so much. (laughs) Nothing will kill my boater for somebody faster, like regardless of whether or not that boater is for a project that they're doing or a product that they're offering or like, you know, they're just like, hey, if you want more photos of me because I'm attractive, go to my Instagram. All that shit, no. It's just like, it's it's essentially the same as asking me for an only, to to join your OnlyFans. It's never going to happen. I don't care about it. So no. No. Thank you, but no. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, back to your actual question, which is, I think, uh, I think it's mostly just going to come down to who decides to uh, fail or not vote correctly. I think the lunatics are going to vote right. So I think Jim Jordan's going to be the guy that's going to eat the most shit because there's only so much they can do when you only own one house of one section of Congress. Eventually, you have to cave on some things. So like when the debt ceiling comes up. Someone's going to vote wrong. Either McCarthy's going to cave and let the bill go through, let the debt ceiling get raised without um, getting all they want and all this other stuff. And someone in his caucus is going to have to go with him, and that person's going to be demonized. Uh, will it be Marjorie Taylor Green because she already sided with McCarthy? Very possible. But at the end of the day, they're never going to get what they want, and it's just – Whatever asshole bows to reality is the one that's going to get absolutely destroyed. Do we have any idea what McCarthy offered offered MTG to make her, like, switch sides immediately? She was pretty quick on that fucking draw. I'm assuming she got offered something. She she, was probably back on committees because that was the big thing is that she got offered. (laughs) She has extra no power. Yeah, so now she's going to be on committees and she's going to do stuff like that. And 
it really feels like Marjorie wants to like be a big shot, which is very interesting because of the fact that she's has very obvious and open ties to QAnon and other really like all the CD stuff in her life. Uh, I, I wonder if like how much of the stuff about her divorce is going to go public because that, that kind of stuff is always catnip for political journalists and people who love gossip and personal scandals. So um, George Santos could also be one of the guys they hate if he resigns and hurts the Republicans by costing them a seat. So I, I think it's more along the lines of like taking odds on who it's going to be instead of like who it actually will be. But uh, I think, I think McCarthy's gonna be number one because they're like they're all they're all like we're watching McCarthy with a tight leash and we'll see what he does and if he's able to keep MAGA egg and he won't he's gonna he's gonna cave because <laughs> he's a jellyfish the man stands for nothing he gave every he, he just wanted to hold the gavel for a week or two and once uh, he gets the phone call from the billionaires who are like yo motherfucker you're not allowed to crash the American economy that hurts my stock options you're gonna vote right or you're you're gonna be out of a job. He's gonna he's gonna bow he's gonna he's gonna cave and uh, as for the debt ceiling in the in the overall it's the dumbest vote in the history of the world I fucking can't understand it hashtag mint the coin just uh, bypass it go around it we don't need to deal with this crap every X number of years where we allow Republicans to just put a gun to the head of the American economy and be like do what we say or or America gets it it's like. How do we keep voting for these fucking people when this is their only platform is terrorism, just political terrorism? Just, oh, God. Um, yeah, well, cue this is America. Yep, Bye. yep, pretty much. Oh, God, it's so super frustrating. Good stuff. Yes. <laughs> love, love, love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Old McWalkin says if Kevin McCarthy in the er- in the early '90s Buffalo Bills were playing against each other, who would win and how many overtimes would it have taken? Oh, God, the ultimate battle of well, McCarthy won in the end, which means he would have prevailed over the '90s Buffalo Bills because they never made it. They uh, they were kind of like the reverse McCarthy, where they got really close in the first Super Bowl, then the other three not so much. Whereas McCarthy just kept slowly creeping and creeping and creeping until finally he achieved glory. So, uh, sorry, Buffalo Bills. Unless you win the Super Bowl this year or any year in the near future, you are still the losers. You are still the Buffalo Bills. And uh, uh, Bills stands for Boy, I Love Losing Super Bowls. So, yes, that is what your name is actually means. Bazinga. (laughs) Got him. Yeah. Got him. That was like a... Yeah, I, I, that was like a sign and other kinds of and a T-shirt and other things that people use to ridicule the Buffalo Bills before they fell into obscurity for decades. Before now rising up to once again maybe contend for a Super Bowl, uh, we shall see. I got to, I got Cincinnati coming out of the AFC, so fuck you, Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to want to be on Team Buffalo for anything, really. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I guess I will join you and say that, yeah, I also think that McCarthy is greater than old, old bills, uh, yes. because, uh, the, the bills just, uh, what's the, Hey, Hey Siri, what's a cinnamon, what's a synonym for suck? <laughs> I'm from Kansas city. I especially hate the bills right now. Like Siri, as soon as you try to answer my question, thanks, thanks babe. Uh, <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm sorry if I accidentally triggered any of your devices at home. 
Uh, hopefully you're listening to this with headphones, but otherwise, maybe you learned something about synonyms for suck. Uh, <laughs> holy shit. Siri just came back and said bills. Uh, wow. So wow. <laughs> Take that bills. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> see, uh, see also the 2022 to 2023 Patriots because. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're no great shakes. Uh, hashtag. Hashtag fire Matt Patricia yesterday. Fuck that guy. Uh, I mean, at this point, I think we need to start firing a hell of people. Uh, Bill, Bill Belichick made himself look like a real clown by being bad at football for the past few seasons. Uh, yep. Like it seems like that debate has been fully put to bed. Who was who was the power? Who was the power in the couple of uh, Brady and Belichick? Uh, it was Brady. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it was greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Um, and uh, that's that. Yeah, I love, I love when people are just like, "How do you like Tom Brady? He like he's he's such a whitey bitch." And it's just like he's the best at throwing the football. That's what the job is. Like, I don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, uh, unless he's doing like toxic shit off the field, I don't give a fuck what he does. It's just yeah. like, yeah, sure, he doesn't drink caffeine or eat strawberries, and he like throws surface tablets on the ground when he's angry that he's losing. Uh, how many Super Bowl rings do he have? Seven. It seems like he's probably pretty good at throwing that ball. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't eat strawberries, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, somebody take away Matt, Matt Patricia's strawberry stat. Yes. Uh, so Eric Hayden asks, uh, here is one. Why should any of us stay on Twitter any longer? Uh, me, because I'm addicted. And also, it's it's a source of information that's not terrible at the moment. I mean, Elon's trying to ruin it. But um, it's, not, it's not totally unusable at the moment. So I'm here. And the other thing is, is that like someone pointed this out. I think it was uh, Frederick Brennan when he was talking about he was comparing this to uh, 8chan and stuff like that, where he's like, getting more users does not mean that you're monetizing those users and making lots of money off of them. All more users can end up doing if they're not using your service to give you money is making you pay for more bandwidth and, and be making the service more expensive. So bringing all these like QAnon shitheads and all these things back is like, maybe they'll buy your $8 check marks maybe, but they're not going to add value to your brand. No advertiser is going to be like, Oh, you got Jim Stewartson back on Twitter. Now Ford is going to advertise. I mean, like they, there's no incentive to doing this. Like Elon can be like, look at all the engagement we're getting. It's like, yeah, you're getting engagement from Nazis and conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers. I don't want to sell my medicine on your website where some lunatic is going to call my customer base a beta cuck for taking it. I mean, it's, it's like, why? Or, or, or tank our stock prices by $2 billion by saying that our insulin is going to be free. Right, exactly. It's like, no. So, yeah, probably not advertising on the site where that happened. Uh, I mean, to to answer the question, the short short answer is there's no real reason to stay on Twitter. The problem is is that, as I mentioned earlier, all the alternatives fucking suck. And it's difficult to expect a cool alternative to emerge because with the amount of people on Twitter, like it's like Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, all these fucking social network sites, they get big to the point where only corporate interests can keep them alive which means that over time they are all inevitably going to become less cool because in order to keep such a massive thing afloat, you need a lot of revenue. You need, you need tons and tons of people like giving you ad dollars and shit just to keep the lights on. So like, I'm not surprised that there's not a Twitter ripoff that can support, you know, fucking 80 million people or whatever, like migrating over to their service all at once. Uh, And even if one emerges, if it gets popular enough to actually be the new Twitter, 
at some point it is probably going to become less cool because they're going to have to make concessions to keep the lights on. It's just the, the price of doing business. Yeah, absolutely. That. So unless the cabal decides to flip the switch that to make energy free and therefore <laughs> server bandwidth is not an issue or whatever, less of an issue, cheap is free. Cause it's just like, it's like literally just like, Oh yeah. Like we, the, the server farms are built. The problem with it being expensive was because it just sucks massive juice. It's like, well, the juice is free now. It's like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, now, now Bitcoin is infinite and now it's also worthless. Way to go. <laughs> Oh yeah, that yeah. would be a great, a great, 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 uh, great other thing that the infinite power would ruin is Bitcoin. Yes. Although it seems like time is just doing that already. Like everyone's like, uh, I feel like NFT was like the the straw that broke the camel's back, and now now that everyone's had their had their laugh uh, at uh, everyone who lost their shirts at the NFT rush, everyone's starting to just be like, <laughs> hey, maybe all of this crypto is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you're like Logan Paul, and you get called out, and then you threatened to sue the guy who investigated you and then you have to back way off because everyone's calling you out on your crypto scam <laughs> ah, what a tough break for logan paul that yeah pig, that, that, that millionaire that, that pig abandoning piece of shit so uh pancake peasant asks a soft voice to congress if each of you were a representative or senator what would be your top issue that you'd work on and why um, and roll uh, legalization of marijuana yeah <laughs> there's no reason to not do it and all it is is a net positive uh in fact my uh my friends who live in the massachusetts uh got an actual here is your tax we overtaxed you because we are making too much marijuana money here is free money and like everybody i know that lived in massachusetts that had a tax burden just got a check in the mail uh essentially courtesy of pot and that's in addition to all the money that they had already put like into schools and stuff. And also the decrease in crime because people don't have to do it illegally. So like, how about we just fucking federally legalize marijuana, you clowns? Uh, getting rid of the electoral college. And also, I don't know that it would be bananas, but like some sort of federal law. I don't think the federal government could affect state level gerrymandering, but Try something to help with fucking gerrymandering. Uh, it is very funny that Sarge said that because my number one issue is the the abolition of the Permanent Appointment Act of 1929, which is basically what capped the House of Representatives at uh, 435 representatives. Mm. So, like states, uh, California, the, the number of people to a rep is way higher than Wyoming, which is like a half million people. So what you do is you just like you uncap the house. So and then we just give every other state one representative equal to the population of Wyoming. So then all the ha all the states that are really big get way more reps. And then th that also balances the electoral college because now the big states actually have electoral college power equal to their popular vote power or in the proximity thereof yeah. and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's. Well, I'd you know what? Way more pie in the sky with it than I did. So uh, oh, I'm yeah. going to amend my order to also add uh, a little one Dakota. <laughs> that will be yes, my platform. Yeah. I, yes. I was literally about to say that one Dakota make Puerto Rico a state, uh, like absorb Washington D.C. either into Maryland or make it its own state. It probably just needs to be uh, absorbed in. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up that the it's kind of fucked up that the capital of our country is not a state. Yes. <laughs> it is very weird and like yeah. 
just makes it so hard for the people that live there. And again, yeah, all the all the fucking the 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 college shit and the fucking the electoral college shit and the like so much stuff could just be remedied if we could just consolidate all of these crumb bum states with very low populations into one giant state that is properly represented for its population. Yes. And then it would be like, hey, like, look, guys, we get it. You have less voting power now. And that kind of sucks. You know, it would probably help that if you tried to actually work to incentivize people to move to your state. Yeah. Like, how, how you make your state more attractive for people to live here and that will give you more voting power like mm. we don't like i don't care how you do that but there's got to be ways to attract people to your state tax breaks or like facilities or whatever just like like i want to see a tourism board for one dakota come here because it's great and here's why yes uh and uh betty chow uh, or chai asks uh hello is the enemy of your enemy your friend and I would say, no, they are just someone who has a common interest in me. And at some point, I will discern if they're my friend later on. But I do I do not think that slogan is actually true. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's certainly snappier that way. But I believe that the real saying should probably be, the enemy of my enemy can be my ally. Yes. <laughs> like, because yeah. that's usually how that works out. It doesn't mean we're friendly. It just means that our, our interests align and we could tag team for a while to get stuff done. And then afterwards, we can go back to however the stats... Because the, the, the saying speaks nothing to my relationship to the enemy of my enemy. It's just... the It speaks to the, my relationship to my enemy and the enemy of my enemy's relationship to my enemy. But that, that, third, that third line that makes up the triangle is never drawn. No. Yeah, because uh, the West was not allies with Stalin in World War II. In World War, I mean, we were allied in World War II against Hitler, but we were not friends. We were just sort of like, yo, communists, help us crush the fascists, and then we will deal with each other later. And the communists were like, deal. So, but, it, but at no point we were like, man, after Hitler's gone, Stalin and, Stalin and America, BFF. Yeah, we're, we're going to be best buds. Yeah, we're going to have heart emojis and everyone's going to be great. And there's not going to be like 50 years of near nuclear annihilation. None of that. It's going to be just smooth sailing. The enemy yeah. of my enemy can be my ally for as long as it's mutually beneficial to both of us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that brings us to Chairman Walkman's question, which is, who would be your fourth wheel if you guys were in a real-life Oregon Trail? Uh, I mean, if I got to choose anybody, uh, I don't know the name of any other more modern survivalist, so I'm just going to go with Les Stroud, the one I know. Yeah, Bear Bear (laughs) Grylls. Bear Grylls Grylls has a team of fucks with him at all times, uh, which makes it harder to take him seriously as a survivalist. But he's like, I'm going to show you how to survive in the woods by doing dangerous shit. And I can only do that because I have a paramedic off camera and like two people to like, like I have a fucking chopper that I can radio at any time. Les Stroud will just literally do the thing. He'll just be like, like he, he did his uh, drift at sea, like on a raft, like stunt at one point. And I think they had to like scrub it because at some point it became too dangerous. And they were like, Hey, survivor, mm. you're going to die. So we're calling, <laughs> we're, we're calling this with discovery channel does not want your, your death on its hands. So no, no more being a drift on a raft for you. <laughs> <laughs> when being real gets too real. Yeah. yeah. And then, and also like, uh, I remember one of, one of the episodes I liked the most. He was just like, I'm going to simulate crashing in the Canadian wilderness. And it was like, obviously, being in a plane crash, I'm probably not going to be in good health. So I'm only going to use one of my arms, like as if my other one was broken. And like after a couple of days of that, he's just like, 
yo, I got to use my other arm. Like, this is getting actual dangerous for me. So I'm done with this one-armed horse shit. Like, I, I, I am, in fact, all alone out here with all of my gear. So I'm going to I'm gonna free the second arm. <laughs> he pulled a doomsday. He just ripped the second arm out from behind his back. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I don't want you to actually die, mate. Not for TV. So, like, you yeah. know, do, do what you got to do, bud. <laughs> that would be awesome if he's like, I must maintain the LARP even at the cost of my life. It's like, no, no, you don't. Sure. <laughs> Dial it back a little. Ugh. I actually have no idea who my th- the fourth wheel would be in this situation, so I'm going with L's suggestion because that seems like the right call in this spot. Because uh, I, for the record, would be absolutely useless in a real-life horological situation. I would just be like, hope I don't die of dysentery because uh, this, is, this is not going to go well for me. I am officially uh, bad as being a survivalist and <laughs> li- living off the land, I mean, so... My my poop is already sick, so I feel like I would I would just I would dysentery immediately. Yeah. I would get in the wagon and I would just be like, "Ooh, I feel like I got a little dysentery." <laughs> yeah. Oh God, right. Sarge, Sarge might have a chance, but the rest of us not. So oh, I don't know. I I don't like. I also have a weak digestive system, so uh, I'm in trouble if, yeah, if but it, modern society goes away. But, yeah, but yeah. at least at least you did boot camp, so you'll be able to like, actually like, you'll actually be able to buy the musket and like shoot a deer or two for us. We'll all get sick and die from eating the deer meat because we will if, if yeah. properly prepared it. But at least we'll have the false hope of having deer meat for a few, well, a few days. Uh, so that brings us to the final question, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I have tickets to go see Shin Ultraman this evening. I'm very excited. I've been waiting for this movie to be available in america for years now it's so hard like it's been so hard to watch it uh so i'm just really excited to watch uh shin ultraman this evening live the dream sir uh i'm gonna go down to my local quote community garden unquote uh after i've done recording the podcast and when i get back i am going to enjoy some of those community flowers and uh do my taxes it's gonna be great Oh. <laughs> that does sound incredible. Uh, I get to have a giant weekend of sports ball because uh, the NFL playoffs are here. So that will be very exciting. And by exciting, I hope that uh, the Bills and 49ers win their games by a million points because that will be where my money is being wagered legally through DraftKings and trips to New Hampshire. Come on, Thanks. Massachusetts. Come on, Massachusetts. I mean, I know it's legal, but legalize it faster basically let's go look mike your your bills messaging has been real all over the place these past 20 minutes (laughs) well the the current bills are much better than the current dolphins and they are going to smash them i just think that the week after that they're going to lose to the bengals because i think the bengals are the best team in the afc but uh miami oof they uh they managed to defeat the new york jets nine to six in a battle between two teams that Hated moving the ball in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that all- that game was hard to watch. It, like that, this past Sunday of football was the one we the one day of like full day of football I got to watch essentially. And God, most of those games were fucking awful. Yep. I, I, of course, I was out of market for the Patriots game, which, like, granted, the Patriots lost. Of course, they were going to, but for a while, it was a real game with a real score. But no, right. I got to watch the epic suck versus blow fest of hey, it's three three going into halftime, and the game ends nine six. 
<laughs> yeah, like at halftime of that game, I was just uh, furious with myself because the total on that game was 37 and a half, and I almost bet it. And then I'm just watching, I'm like, God damn it, that was free money. There was no way these teams were getting, they weren't going to get close to 30. They didn't even get to 20, much less 37 and a half. I was like, God damn it. Why was I a coward? God, I can't block Warriors. I mean, it was just the absolute worst. But that game, that game was terrible bad. Miami is incredibly bad. Uh, the 2-7 matchup in the NFL playoffs is a joke. And uh, I just think the Niners and Bills are going to uh, stomp. They're going to ruffle stomp. And uh, I hope they do because I'll win a few dollars if they do. Nice. Well, on that note, it is time for us to escape from Hell World for the week. Uh, how are we going to do this week? Let's say magic carpet because I'm not sure if I've done that one before. Time for us all to jump on our magic carpet and ride out of Hell World. I can show you the world shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, listener, now when did you last visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics, where you can become one of our beautifuler babies for $2 a month. And if you donate $5 or more a month, you get access to our slate of bonus content, including such wonderful shows dissecting Q media, such as Cabalin and What We Do Out of Shadows and Mule's Errand and more to come, I promise, now that we're out of the holidays and scheduling gets slightly easier for both Sarge and I. Uh, so yeah, if you'd like to visit us on our Patreon, you can do so. Patreon.com slash PokerPolitics. Big shout out to this week's beautifuler baby, Kevin D. Kevin D, you're beautiful, baby. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't want to support our show with money, you can support our show for free by leaving us a five-star review wherever your uh, podcast is provided from. Uh, let them know that you love us. Or you can just visit us on our socials and call to action style, engage with us. And the, the algo loves nothing more than engagement. Tell me how wrong I am for not necessarily pooping all over myself at Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> or uh, tell me how wrong I am for my take on Scott Pilgrim versus the world or Walkhard, etc. I mean, you would be wrong to tell me I'm wrong. But you can do so. And where could you do so? You can do so on our socials, uh, which you could find, uh, for now, uh, all of us on Twitter. The show itself, at Hellworld, with a Q instead of an O. Myself, at HellworldL, Sarge, at Sergeant Hell, and Mike, at Poker and po- or Poker Politics. I always want to put an and in there, but there's no and, just Poker Politics. Uh, if you have money and you don't want to give it to the show, you can donate to love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Look at me remembering to shout out the charity that we like. Big shout out to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our opening song. Still no social media for DJ Minimal Effort, so you can't find him anywhere. He is a secret just for us. But while you're exploring Twitter before it turns into a flaming crater, you can visit our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voice artist work, and who we visited down at the event that Sarge and I were at and saw in person and hugged with our powerful bodies. He can be found on Twitter at FrostyVO. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L. Joined, as sometimes, by my co-host Sarge, and as always, by our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Do it, RoboCop! Yeah!